We just start off early. You double-headed boobies. It is your pals, Ed, and Sean. You and those insipid imbeciles. <laughs> as geek stars. Episode 184, Part 3 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your melancholy moron, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) All right, a little backstory, folks. (laughs) Ed and I, we were talking about um, the movie and the TV show Lost in Space. Yes. Um, And him and I growing up, we were, I was a Lost in Space fan, but I was more of a Dr. Smith fan. Yes. And then I, I told him the other week, I was watching TV, and the movie Lost in Space came on. It was a really crappy. Yeah. It was a very um, early CGI fest, poorly done. Try to reboot an old television show from the 60s. Yes. Um, And they had had Gary Oldman, William Hurt, Mimi Rogers, Lacey Chabert in her her Party of Five Glory, Mm -hmm. uh, Heather Graham, and off her Roller Girl High kind of thing. Yeah. And Joey from Friends. Yeah, <laughs> Joey from Friends. <laughs> and how you doing? <coughs> and I forget who the, the little kid is. Yeah. Um, and I remember watching it, and it was just starting. I'm eating my lunch because there was nothing else on. Or right, I just kind of paused and go, "Ooh, it's a crappy movie. It's great. You know, we watch this. Just a, it was a definitely kill timer. Right. Um, there was nothing else on. Time as he's yeah. telling me. And I'm like, I'm eating my lunch, and I get done it, and then I put my dishes away and I'm sitting there and I go back down and I sit on the sofa and I'm watching it and you know it's it's really the beginning right when they just get lost in space hence the name <laughs> of the movie because you gotta get them lost in space within the first 20 minutes of the movie if not it becomes a space adventure then we get lost yeah so that made me think about I know you took a right at Saturn <laughs> yes so that made me think about the TV show um and it was just it was so that's why I started this whole thing I was I was playing for Ed right before it, it was this uh, Lost in Space Dr. Smith and the Robot I decided he was my alter ego and he was wise to me and a danger to me always calling in those dreadful alliteratives to keep him down so he wouldn't expose me you computerized clout bubble headed booby jabbering Judas bumbling bird brain Neanderthal ninny Cackling coward Mental midget Blithering bumpkin Cackling cacophony comes to mind Oh, that was a good one <laughs> You bubble-headed movie Do you realize what you've done? <laughs> so So I'm not going to go It's nine minutes and eleven seconds yeah. So you know of <laughs> You blending booby <laughs> You computerized clod <laughs> That's a good one. I think I made that one up. <laughs> so that's that's the reason why for the uh, chuckles for me and Ed when we started up. But I figured I'd share with you so you can now, now go back and listen to the opening so you can laugh along with us. <laughs> but for those of you who decided to just continue on and go past our ramblings, um, welcome to the show. Yes. This here is part three where we bring you the news. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> we start off the news with, I'm going to say, a hot button topic. Yeah. I, I bring it to the, the forefront because this week um, there's a lot of 
internet on the on the interwebs about Scarlett Johansson being in Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. And so um, I bring it to the I was like, you know what? I think I got something to say about it. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, therefore, let, nah, since I have something to say for it, we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, do you mind it? No. <laughs> if you did, I'd still do it. <laughs> kind of. It wouldn't stop them. <laughs> right. I'd be like, okay, man. Sure, you don't gonna. All right. <laughs> and then right in the middle of it, he's going, oh, I got a story I have to talk about. I, I can't hold it any longer. <laughs> you imbecilic imbecile. <laughs> you dumbling dote. <laughs> you bubble-headed booby. As long as my favorite as a kid, because I can get away with saying booby. Because <laughs> 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 I don't think my parents knew. That. I don't think he knew it was a booby is another term for boobs. Like, you know, yeah. it was, you bubble-headed booby. Like, knowing full well, I can get away with it. Like, yeah. I said booby. <laughs> and my parents just look at me strange. <laughs> you bumbling bag of bolts. <laughs> So, you visual 3D fool. <laughs> you audio imbecile. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, you vexing visual moron. <laughs> I got to stop. I'll, I'll be just doing a whole intro and just doing alliterations. <laughs> So, um, so I kind of bring the first article that we talk about is is kind of like what's going on, and um, I use an audio clip from Max Landis, and those people who I don't think I explained who Max Landis was on the show mm-hmm. to kind of give you a little backstory on him. He is John Landis's son, and John Landis is the guy who brought you um, the director for um, American Werewolf in London, National Lampoon's um, Animal House. He also did Michael Jackson's Thriller video. Yes. Um, that's how a lot of people know him. A lot of people really know him as the director of the Twilight Zone movie, specifically the section where Vic Morrow gets killed and the two kids get killed by the helicopter accident. Yeah, you know, the accident of the helicopter falling on Vic Morrow. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how a lot of people kind of remember him. Sadly, because some of the movies he's made really, really good. Yeah, but then again, some really bad. Like I think Beverly Hills Cop three. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was the director of that. Um, but his son, his son is 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 kind of a director a little bit, but he's I think more of a producer because he did help produce Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Um, he's friends with Josh Trank. I know, like, oh, you can't be that great because he brought you Fantastic Four. But putting that aside, the Fantastic Four, you know, it, Max Landis also on the on the internet, you could probably type a um, death of Superman. You'll see a fifteen minute video, and this kid kind of narrates the death of Superman, like the whole storyline and what it meant to comic books at that time. Mm-hmm. And he gets like friends who are actors like Elijah Woods in it. There's like a, b- a bunch of famous people. And like, I didn't even know who this kid was. And I saw his video and I was like, Oh my God, how do you get that? How do you get Elijah Wood in it? How yeah. do you get this person? Like, and then when I realized his last name was Landis, I was like, I didn't know it. I was like, I wonder if that's John Landis's kid. Sure enough, it was. Yeah. So he probably just, but he's also a filmmaker in his own right. So he kind of, I play an audio clip of his reaction about the casting and why you really are mad at the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And you, when you hear it, you'll be like, and then, and I continue on with that, you know, that's, right. that's kind of like the meat of the, 
of this episode. Yes. For the most part. Then, of course, we get into some more wacky news, casting news, and and uh, hopefully the resurgence of a of of a fan of a favorite of ours. Yes. <laughs> Another sequel that we were looking forward to seeing. Yes. So I mean, yeah, sit back, uh, relax, and enjoy the controversy, if you will. And we'll see you at the end. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. This is Aquanet Radio. Those apps. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, yeah, I hit the last button last second as that song was finishing. I'm going, ooh, let's do it now. So, <laughs> surprise, surprise. But what? All right, so it is time for the news. I figured I'm going to bring something to the table. No way. Yes, I am. No. For nerd news. You're kidding. No, really, I am. Okay. Um, It's more of a, I'm going to say more of an editorial piece, I guess, maybe. Okay. Uh, this whole Hard-hitting big... news brought to you by Geeksters. <laughs> Let me take a drink first. <laughs> uh. I think I really should take a drink on this one. <laughs> it's it's more of, of a... Of a comment on casting news okay. um we, we reported on the show many many months ago uh they're doing a ghost in the shell movie yes and that scarlett johansson supposedly was up for the role yes apparently she got it and they released an image now of course as the internet is wont to do there is an uproar about it right because it is the uh and i'm going to use air quotes whitewashing of roles yes now, <clears throat> I get that argument. I do. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if the movie, if the co- the cartoon, the anime, the the book, if it's based out of a of an Asian culture, you know what? We kind of had the same problem with a little bit with um, Iron Fist. People are going, well, here's a chance for Marvel to pick an Asian actor to play Danny Rand, right? Even though all throughout history is a white guy. Yes. You know, and it always seems like the those people who never read Iron Fist kind of feel like well they're they're doing the Asian people this uh you know disservice. Yes. Even though maybe the comic book does kind of focus on the fact of the the fish out of water story. Like here is a guy to see the Asian culture through an eyes of a average normal guy. The white devil. The white devil. To be able to yeah, the white devil to kind of be able to to say to show the Asian culture through the normalized. Right. Not cuz again if you've got a room full of Asian people, they all, you know, they, they're all the same by by same way with a room full of white people. They're all the same. Yeah. But if you have that one, you know, non-Asian in a room full of Asians, they tend to stand out. Yes. You know, now with this, with this particular case with Scarlett Johansson, like, I, I personally, I don't care. Okay. You know, honestly, I, I don't. Because I feel like, I, I care on the on the aspect. Like I saw an interesting comment on the whole situation was that somebody said, "Why is it when a white person takes an uh, a, an Asian or an African American or some other casting, it's considered whitewashing? But when you do it in reverse, it's called diversity." Yeah. Now again, it's a thin argument because obviously more uh, I'm going to say white American actors are probably more in, in supply. But that's also why they get the roles, because there's more in supply. Right. Like, um, the like I said, I'm, I'm looking here. It's, it's Max, Max Landis reacts and Ming Nang Wen react to Scarlett Johansson's uh, Ghost in the Shell casting. Um, 
and just like whitewashing of Asian characters. This is coming from comic book news. So now Ming Nang, who's also who's in Shield, and she was yeah. also voice of Mulan. Um, she her quote was nothing against Scarlet. In fact, I'm a big fan, but everything against this everything against this whitewashing of Asian role when tweeting along with an unamused emoji. Uh, now Max Landis is the guy who. I liked his little short feature on the death of Superman lives. You know, not, I mean, the whole, um, his little video that I played every once in a while, it's like 15 minutes long about um, the death of Superman and like what it brought to comic books and things like that. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. He's got some comments. Like the first one is, if you're mad about Ghost in the Shell, you don't know how the movie, I, I, I don't know. I gotta be honest. I don't know what he's going to say, okay. but I'm going to play it. All right. All right. So it might be like, a, hey, look, he's he's all for it, or hey, he's all against it, or trying to explain it. Maybe he can explain it maybe better than I yes. think I can. Or let's find out, shall all right. we? All right. Here's the only reason to be upset about Scarlett Johansson being in Ghost in the Shell is if you don't know how the movie industry works. Now, I am not white splaining or mansplaining, I guess, because I'm a guy or. Whatever type of splaining you want to do, but let me professional splain something to you because it's important and I think you're mad at the wrong people. Because you should be mad, but you're mad at the wrong people if you're mad at the studio or the director or the actress or the film industry. Because what's broken is cultural and has little to do with that. So first of all, let me explain to you how getting a movie with the scale and budget of Ghost in the Shell with big robots and cybernetics and a lot of CG Getting that made works. Well, first it has to be bought by a studio. Studios work through distribution models. Distribution models are fueled by imaginary metrics, which are treated like a religion, having to do with stars and marketability of certain movies. So, so far, he's on the path that I was going to say. So, so, so basically what you're looking at is a system in which there used to be a bunch of A-list celebrities, uh, and A-list celebrities meant different things to different regions, because studios have to make their money back, and they do that by selling tickets. So... In, in theory. This is just the way the mental theory works. So recently, as recently as about 10 years ago, there stopped being big stars. There are fewer and fewer stars who mean anything. And that's why I don't know if you've noticed that you see people like Isla Fisher or Nicolas Cage or all of these people. Now you see them in less and less important movies. Julia Roberts was just in a movie, limited release. But Julia Roberts is a movie star. Kevin Costner's in this movie, criminal. Kevin Costner's a movie star. There are really like only... 10 or 15 men who get movies made. Two of them are black, Denzel and Will Smith. Um, the rest are white. And then there are about like five women who can get your movie made. Uh, one of them is Scarlett Johansson because of Lucy. And uh, I think they're all distressingly white. Now, this wasn't always how it was. There was a time in the 80s and 90s, where the property, a property like Akira or Ghost in the Shell or, uh, you know, X-Men or any of these things, could afford to have actors in it who weren't huge names. But now, look at who gets cast in things. You, you don't see people getting their stars made by being in superhero movies. You see them just being identified as that superhero and oftentimes they were already kind of famous i mean the last person to sort of break out was chris hemsworth but chris hemsworth doesn't mean money right now trust uh -huh. me i know he you know it, it, it's 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 incredibly fucked up 
doesn't matter how good the actor is. It doesn't matter what race there is. It's just their track record. And even sometimes their track record doesn't matter. There are no A-list female Asian celebrities right now on an international level. I was going to say that. It's it's infuriating. There used to be, in the 90s, there used to be diversity in our A-list actors. Jackie Chan and Jet Li were famous at the same time. They could both get movies made. We don't have that guy anymore. We don't even have Lucy Liu anymore. We, we don't even have, like, one you can name. And that's not the fault of the movie industry, really. That's culture, and it's movies getting more and more afraid because movies make less and less money. Even though the huge movies make more money than ever, the little movies don't make as much. And a risky movie with a crazy concept like Ghost in the Shell, you better fucking believe they're going to cast Scarlett Johansson because they need the movie to work. Casting Scarlett Johansson is like the best thing that could have happened to that movie. Because now you get a Ghost in the Shell movie. As much as I would love a world in which actors, or in which properties and ideas and stories are bigger than actors, that's not the world we're living in. There is one property, one, that is bigger than the actors inside of it. You know what it is? Star Wars. You know who they cast in the lead? A white girl. So there you go. We had Harry Potter. They could have made one of them Asian and created a new Asian celebrity or black and created a new black celebrity, but they didn't because everyone would have gotten so pissed off. You see, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're mad about Scarlett Johansson being cast in Ghost in the Shell, the truth of the matter is you're mad at the wrong people. You shouldn't be mad at the film industry because they're operating out of fear. Them trying to CG white actors, that insane thing, was them trying to make it work in their weird, dumb way. Like, weird, racist, Asian, blackface way. They were still going like, oh, well, we need to be true to the property. And yeah, it's stupid, but it's functionally the only way they could probably get a green light was with Scarlett Johansson. So, you enter this incredibly complicated world. I envy people who think that the world is black and white and things are easy. But when you ask why they didn't cast one of thousands of Asian actors to play the lead in Ghost in the Shell, you shouldn't be asking that. You should be asking why they we don't have any A-list Asian celebrities in America right now who could have played that role. All right. I can jump and take a, take go from there because I actually think I have an answer to that. Okay. I think it's us, the viewer. We go see a movie because it has a person in it. Or like, like for example, like a ghost in the show or like Criminal. I went to go see Criminal. Oddly enough that he brings that up. I went to go see it because it looks interesting. I like Kevin Costner. I like Gary Oldman. I, I like Tommy Lee Jones. You know, Gal Gadot was like, all right, you know, she had a small part. Again, small, but when I saw Ryan Reynolds and I was like, hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. Like, you had, like, that pulled me into going to see it. So I feel like, depending on who the actor is, we, the viewer, the people that we're shelling out the money to, is who's creating today's stars. Because, like you said, theaters aren't going to go and take a risk on, like, I would say, you know what, give it to Ming-Na. You know, she's an Asian actress who can do, I guarantee you, she could kill that role. Problem is, she's not bankable. And that's the problem. Because nobody is going to go see it with her in it because they're just going to go, oh, she's the girl from S.H.I.E.L.D. Or she's the woman from Mulan. Like, she, 
or she's the one from Street Fighter. Yes. She plays yes. Chun Li in Street Fighter. Right. And, so, that, and that's the thing. Like, like I remember, go, like, if you go to a lot of Q and As in comic book conventions or horror conventions or whatever, you go to these, they, you see the actress or actor that's there. They will give you kind of like what's going on. Like, right. I remember, I can't remember the actress's name, but she played uh, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She played the Vengeance Demon. Anya. Yeah, I know who you're talking yeah. about. We uh, Seal's a big Buffy fan, and we wanted to see the Q and I thought that was fascinating. To me, that's like like why like let's, you you really get the the inside dirt in a way, like right. talking to these people. And the way she said it was is the fact is is that when when casting directors come at you or you go to a, a casting call to try out for this movie, and you have an impressive resume like she has Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is like I could do action, I could do you know that like, that which that drama. should open up a lot of doors right. for you. But they only look at you as the person, as that character. Right. Like, you know, so they only saw her as the vengeance demon, Anya. So for her, it was very hard to get her another role. She ended up doing this movie, which apparently Buffy fans were a fan of, but they didn't think it was right. And when she said, yes, when I when I did the role, they told me it was totally different. It was probably Trick or Treat. Was it? I, I, I was that horror movie that she was in. My sister loves that movie. Go ahead. I'm thinking maybe. I, that's it's, a guess. I don't, I don't think Doesn't it was. Matter. I don't remember the title, unfortunately. Okay. But the the thing that I wanted to bring up was the fact is she said that they changed the movie. They re-edited the movie in a different way, and it wasn't what they told her it was going to be. Okay. They promised her one direction, and they went in a completely different direction by editing it completely different. Gotcha. So for her, it was like it didn't do well. Because of the way she fails that right. presentative. She, because everybody says, wow, that was a really great story. The one that she was perceived as to be. And they think, think maybe that would have been done a lot better. So for her, now she's typecast as like basically in, as a Buffy character. Right. And it's so hard, hard for her to get roles. Like Chris Evans saying Captain America, like to know him as only as Captain America – I, I, I find that is true, but he's been in other films. Yes. You know, there was that movie, I can't think of it with, uh, 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 shoot. Uh, but he was also, I'm going to go with once I can remember. <laughs> he had that part in uh, Scott Pilgrim Plays Save the World. Right. You know, where he played the skater dude, like right. actor, you know, kind of character. Uh, he's done other parts. That yeah, you forget the Human Torch thing, but he's also in, he was, I always saw him more as a comedic actor because he was in that, not another teen movie where he played the jock guy. Yes, yeah, no, that was another movie I was thinking of. I was trying to think of the one that was... The he girl. was in that show, uh, Snowpiercer, um, where it's like on a train, it's like a post-apocalyptic movie, which is on Netflix, which I have it queued, just have yet to watch it. I heard it's great, and it's based on a comic book. Really faithful to the source material, apparently, from what I heard. Right. But, again, but you're right. He is known throughout the world as Captain America. Yes. So, I mean, he can be like an A-less celebrity... If giving an opportunity to the right roles. I mean, look at Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was known for Star Wars. He wasn't in another movie before Star Wars. He was in America Graffiti. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Okay. And like, since Lucas did that film, he was like, hey, try out roles. And he ended up being Han Solo. Right. But then, of course, after after Star Wars, he does Indiana Jones. Right. You know? He actually did Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, between... Star Wars between between uh, Empire and Jedi. Yeah, because I remember seeing Empire Strikes Back and them having a preview for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right, and so like he was getting roles like like George Lucas was giving him enough like leeway to go well try this actor out like he's really good you know and they let him out and then of course he does the Jack Ryan series with Air Force One right. 
there's another film with uh, uh, I can't think of her name right now. The uh, blonde, uh, shoot the 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 comedy where she's a secretary and uh, six days seven nights. Oh no, working girl. Working girl. Okay. You know, so like there was there was all these roles that he was in that you you, you can. Well, well, I think that's goes back to what he's saying that these were he was a uh, superstar. Right, and that back then that's the way it was. And now we get roles where people are like, well, okay, we're going to stick him in this role. Like, you know, like Hugh Jackman. I mean, he's becoming kind of, to me, like a major star in a way. I mean, he started out as Wolverine. Right. You know, got the part last minute because it was supposed to be another actor. And right. He ended up taking that role, and everybody loved him in that. And, of course, he did uh, Australia, and uh, there was a, a, a... Yeah, the moment he hit, the moment you get a, a one hit under your belt, it opens up those doors. Like, right. look at George, look how long George Clooney was in the business before he hit big with um, Chicago Hope. Right. Was it Chicago Hope? No, it was ER. ER. And then when he parlayed that into, you know, from Dust Till Dawn, people saw it because he was in it. And then, bam, he's in everything because he's bankable. Right. Now, you figure George Clooney puts asses in the seats. You know, he's got a, a when we went to the movies today, there's a, um, another movie coming out directed by Jodie Foster called Money Monster where he plays a television guy who does the money market stuff on TV. And Julia Roberts is in it, plays her producer, his producer. And there's a guy who comes in with a bomb and oh, says, yes. you know, but I'm like, you know what? George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Jodie Foster, I'm going to see it. Yes. Because I love everyone. That's, you know, Jodie Foster would not even make, you know, she's obviously directing it, but George Clooney's on that screen. You have my ticket. Yeah. You know, if it was some Joe Schmo. I probably wouldn't see it. Right. And that's the thing. Like, there has to be more movies. If they want to have diversity, they have to have more movies with Asians in it, where they have to bring the Asian culture to America and us going, you know what, I want to see more of that, or I want to see more of this actor. Well, and that's, that, I think that goes back to what Landis said. Right. It's basically kind of like, where, and I think compounded by the fact that who, the, money, the money that you show out to go see that movie the studio goes, it made this much money, therefore that person's a star, let's go put it in there. Like, uh, I don't think, if you threw an Asian actor in there, and again, any female Asian actor, are they going to be able to put enough asses in the seats to be able to make that movie break even? Right. I mean, look at Batman v Superman. Before we talked about that, like, it supposedly needs to make $900 million for it to break even. Right. And it doesn't look, and it looked like it might miss the mark. And that's what some A-list actor is bringing in a superhero mo- movie. Right. You know, so I think that he's right, that studios are, are afraid to take that risk because if you're going to have a movie like Ghost in the Shell that's going to have a, over $100 million invested in it, mm-hmm. you're going to want the most bang for your buck. You're going to want that person Right. So that's going to be able to, like, there is a guy at work who's not a Ghost in the Shell fan, but he's a fan of Scarlett Johansson. He's like, I'm going to go see it because she's in it. That's the people that, that's that right there is what the movie industry is banking on. Yeah. Is that Joe Average is going to go see a movie because he likes Scarlett Johansson, not because he likes Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and yeah, sure, there's going to be a bunch of people who love Ghost in the Shell or sit there and go, why can't you have that? Why can't you have that? But if, you know, you can't have it all the way, you should just be happy that you're getting a Ghost in the Shell movie. Yeah. That that this is now going to pop. It's like when you have a be- your favorite band mm. and they haven't hit big yet and they're your favorite artist and all of a sudden they get more popular. You start calling them sellouts because 
you know, or when your team wins a big sporting event, and all of a sudden you notice everyone's wearing that hat, and you're all calling them bandwagoners. Yes. But to the to the people that shell out the money, they want those bandwagoners because that means more ticket sales. Right. That means more T-shirt sales. That means more money coming into your favorite team. Right. So here is a movie that may, may not have a leading Asian actress in the star, but you're still getting that property on the screen, which someone could sit there and go, yeah, I went in as a Scarlett Johansson fan, but now I'm leaving as a Ghost in the Shell fan. Let me go back and read some of that book. So let me go watch the TV show. Knowing full well that Scarlett Johansson probably isn't, you know, like it's not going to be a white actress in the comic book role, but still, if, if the it's still getting them to buy that property, that maybe they go, you know what, it's not her, but I do still like it. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you kind of brought that up, is, is that, yes, it is an Asian property. It is anime. It is, uh, you know, identified that way in a, in a strong part. But to me, Ghost in the Shell, to from what I remember anyway, I mean, like I have to kind of revisit the movie this, that, that I kind of remember being more Americanized, like the, 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 the uh, cybernetics were more uh, doughy eyed, you know, uh, uh, looking right uh, a, like an actress, you know, and that like Scarlett Johansson would kind of fit that bill. It, it's just one of those things. Like, it's just, like, like the Japanese, when they, when they created a lot of these uh, properties, they based off of American, uh, uh, products because I remember like some of the cars they would have Mustangs and you know like you know they they wouldn't have like a Japanese car driving through you know right like a uh, 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 Kira that they were talking about it so it's it's a basically like a, almost, the beginning of it's almost like a motorcycle gang movie and there's two sets there's like Harley Davidson driver uh, motorcycles that look like clowns and then there's the Japanese who are driving the you know the Kawasaki motorcycles the Japanese built motorcycles fighting each other on motorcycles. So I mean, that's, I mean, there is some Asian property to it. Like right now, I'm looking at a um, Ghost in the Shell Facebook, the new movie, Ghost in the Shell anime movie. It has thirteen thousand five hundred and eight people like this. Yeah. Now let's just say that's the average. Yeah. All right. How what's the average ticket price? Uh, I would say uh, anywhere between twelve and fifteen dollars. Okay, so we want to take the average of thirteen and a half. Yeah. Okay, so let's go thirteen point five. If I times that, uh, it it comes out to a hundred and eighty-two thousand three hundred and forty-four dollars and five cents. Yes. So now that's if all thirteen thousand of those people went to go see an Asian, they went to go see a Ghost in the Shell live action movie. Right. That movie's only making not even two hundred thousand dollars. Right. That's if you cast an Asian woman in that part. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson herself. If I look at her Facebook page, now granted it probably won't be her f- exact Facebook page. They are But it's going to be way more than I imagine. I don't know. Let's find out. Yeah, here. I see Scarlett Johansson and I can tell you right now 158,000 people, almost 159,000 people like this page and it just says Scarlett Johansson artist. Whether I doubt it's really her f- official Facebook page. Yeah. But it still kind of gives you an idea of there was a, almost two hundred thousand versus not even fourteen, not even fourteen thousand. Right. So if you look at it from a financial aspect, you know that there's somebody right now going, well. Now I know that someone goes, well, there's got to be more fans. I completely agree. Yeah. But even if let's say there is, you know, enough, is that going to be enough to cover a budget of a hundred million dollar movie or a hundred and fifty million dollar movie? 
You don't. We don't it's, know what the budget is. And that's the thing. They're not. They're not here to look to break even either. They're right. not. They want to make money. They want to make money. They want. It's a profit. It's just breaking even is not enough. Like you right. know, Like oh, we made our money back. Well, that's great. But that didn't make any for the company, like to make another movie. Like we just paid off everybody, right? To to make this movie, the actresses, the the casting, the 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 sound guys, that whatever you know, you go through the whole list of people. We just paid them all back. We we broke even to the point where it's like, okay, now we're not in debt, right? But we're not make we can't make another movie because we don't have any money now, right? Now we have to worry about DVD sales. Now we have to now we have to spend money now again for promotional materials. For the DVD sales, right? DVD and Blu-ray releases, right? And you and you go, is that enough? Like, well, right. like, well, can we make another hundred million dollar movie? And odds are, it's going to be no. I mean, right. you know, you're not going to get uh, if you're if you're not if you're breaking even on that, you're going to break even on the DVD sales. We reported a news story about how Warner Brothers is cutting out the uh, production on other movies and just working on tentpole movies because. Of the fact that Batman v Superman, as of right now, hasn't made them any money. Yes. Yes. Box office. It's a juggernaut of a film. Like, people throw that, well, it beat Deadpool as far as, you know, gross and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, you know what? It did. But according to the guys who's crunching numbers, it still didn't even make enough money to break even. Yeah. That means they still owe money on it. Yes. So, it's like, they're like, well, if we're if we've already committed to making all these superhero movies... We now have to find the cash just in case those movies bomb. Okay. So, okay, you know what? That little side project that Ryan Gosling was on, we're pulling the funding for that. We're not getting that movie made. Yeah. Or we'll make that movie and just put it on a shelf, you know, just because it's yeah. there. Where, 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 how far they are in the project at the time when they made right. this decision. Or it'll just be direct to video because we don't want to put, we don't put the, the advertising dollars out to try to put it in the film because we got Aquaman. We got Aquaman. It's going to be a hundred and fifty million dollar, maybe two hundred million dollar production value that might not work because we're still getting slammed on what a shitty character Aquaman is. Yeah, you know. So you got to people keep, seem to forget that there's the business side to show business. Yes, and I think that that's where we, the audience, go. Like if we if we could go, if they would make if they would take more risks to other to diversify the actors. And us, the viewing audience, pays money to go see that. We, in turn, make those people stars. Yes. But the problem is, it's this, it's like a double-edged sword because they're not willing to take the chance because when they do, they don't make the money. Right. You know, so who's to blame? Is it the studio? Is it the casting director? Or is it us, the, the movie going public? Yes. We're the ones who put these people onto pedestals by going to see their movies. And then business-wise, we go... That guy made money for us. Put him in another movie. Yeah, that's why you get Christian Bale as Moses in Exodus, Gods and Men. That's you know that that that's why he's in that position. Yeah, you know because he's a bankable star. Batman as Moses. Come on, right? You know if you go with uh, an Egyptian actor, you're going to be like who may have had a t- hit TV show, like the guy who played Nassim from Lost. Mm-hmm. He probably could have just but just as good. I don't know if I would have seen it. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was on a TV show called Sinbad that didn't do well. Right. You know, so, I mean, you obviously see that he's not bankable to put money to back him up to put him in charge of a $100 million movie. Right. Scarlett Johansson is. Right. She's a guaranteed, you know, She's going to get asses in those seats. Yes. And an unknown Asian actress 
won't be. It's a bigger risk. And they're not in the business to make risky films. Yes. They're in the business to make money. Yes. You know? I like, like Ming, uh, Ming Yang, like, they, you know, when you, you first brought it up, the fact that, you know, she made a comment on this. And the thing for me is, is that I don't think she's that big of an actress to do it. I uh, mean, like, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to me is not a show. It's like, oh, my God, it's Tuesday night. I'm excited. Like, Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. on woohoo. You know, I DVR'd it. I missed it last week. I DVR'd it. I still haven't watched it yet. Right. Uh, I've got to. I got to catch that up before the next Tuesday show. Right. So I'll be watching that. It'll be like a two-parter for me. Like, oh wait, I, I just finished that. Can't wait for next week. Oh, next week's here. You know, right. I have to watch it. But I'm not. I'm not super excited about the show. I mean, like, I enjoy Agents of Shield, but I'm not like running to go see it. Like, I'm not sitting down. Like. I had plenty of time on one day, and I did, didn't watch it because other yeah. things were happening. But if she was part of an ensemble cast, you go, I like her too. Yeah. I'll go see that movie. But you're not going, if she's a lead actress, you're not going, I like her. I'm going to go see that movie. It's more of a, if she's the lead, if she's on a poster and she's like, I'm the star, you're going to go, I like her, but I don't know if I $10, $15 like her. Here, here's, a, here's a theory, and I don't know how well this will fly. But let me just, oh, let's, let's, ooh, let theories. Me, I love just, theories. Let me just hear, hear me out on this one. What if they make Ghost in the Shell? They put an Asian actor in this thing, but the supporting caster is like a Tommy Lee Jones or a Kevin Costner or a, an A-list celebrity that you go, you know what? I like his performances. I'm going to go see the movie just based on him. I know he's not, he's not the lead in the movie, but you know, it might it might bring this Asian star as a breakout star. I think that worked with Henry Cavill for Man of Steel because he's relatively unknown. But if you looked at the cast around him for Man of Steel, A list actors. Yes. You know, Kevin Costner, Diane Lane, Lawrence Fishburne, Rachel, uh, Rachel uh, what's your face? Uh, 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 Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Yeah. Like you have enough star power to kind of go. I don't know who that guy is, but boy, I like those guys. Those other guys. So right. I'm gonna go see it. And then you go, but that's the problem with Chris Helmsworth, like he brings up. Outside of Thor, Chris Helmsworth hasn't made a huge hit of a movie. Right. Even, yeah, sure, they're coming out with that sequel to Snow White and the Huntsman, but I don't know if he's going to bring in the money like it did the first time because you had, you know, Stewart as the lead actress who yeah. was still riding that Twilight high. Yeah. So. And the, and the, the only thing that, like, because I think my wife and I are going to go see that movie is because of the visual... Uh, it looks great. It looks great. It we looks amazing. It. And it's, it's, a, it's an amazing movie, especially with the dwarves. I mean, it's so cool because you actually see the actors that are played in those dwarves and they're like semi-famous actors where you go, I know that guy from this movie or right. I know this, you know, from this movie. And so you enjoy that kind of like, who, what were they <laughs> right. in kind of... Uh, you get to play who's that. Who's that, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so for me, it's like, I don't know if that's going to do well without... The, Stewart, you know, right? You know, Without the Snow White, this is the story before the story. Yes, you're like, okay, all right, sure. You, you guys like Frozen, so her sister happens to have ice in there. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> like I can relate to that. <laughs> We're gonna milk something out of this. And he's not wielding a hammer; he's wielding an axe. But uh, all right, you know, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Does he have to sew the long hair? Yeah, he's in. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so, I mean, that's what I think about it. I, I think that, to go back to it, it's just that, it, just be happy that there's this, the, the products being made because that's going to open the doors for more people to buy that product, to, to buy that, that book and that those videos and stuff that maybe the per, that maybe right now 
and I hate to say it, but maybe right now there's a, a teenager who's going to look at that movie and then be interested in the the animation, the the anime stuff, and the books, and then read it, and then 20 years from now, be the guy who brings a faithful representation of that book to yeah. the screen. I mean, look at right now. We're now living in in a, in a world where the directors of today were influenced by the movies that we saw as kids. That's why you get J.J. Abrams doing Star Wars because he was a fan of Star Wars. He yeah. saw it and was like, I want to be, I want to make that movie. Mm-hmm. And then he, bang, there he is 20-odd years later doing Star Wars. So it's just like Iron Man. You know, we, we saw it because of Robert Downey Jr. Yes. You know, it's like if an Iron Man movie came out with, with an unknown actor, how well would have that gone? And it could have crumbled the entire Marvel Universe that we have today. Exactly. It could have. You know, but, but, but Favreau read Iron Man. As a huge fan, he had the opportunity to make a somewhat faithful interpretation of the movie, the comic book into the movie. Disney trusted him, and you know, when that wasn't even Disney at the time, it was another, you know. So it's like, but if it wasn't for the fact that he was a comic book fan, that movie might not have been, never been made. Right. You know, so it's, it's like that kind of, who knows, maybe this movie will influence somebody else to make a faithful representation of that movie. Five years from now, three years from now, or maybe the next time they do it. You know, she is a cybernetic person, so the outer shell probably shouldn't matter in the first place. Yeah, it's the character. If she gets if she now is the character, then you can oh you should be able to overlook the visual aspect of it. You know, and then for the next movie, if that person kind of incorporates what Scarlett Johansson did, and and enhances it, then it works regardless of who that actress is now playing it. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. What else you got there in the news, Ed? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I really got nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> like after all that heavy talk, it's, I got. It's like it's like you know now the Beatles. All right, you guys are on next. <laughs> like, yeah, how am I going to follow that one? Come on, time. We got to put some life back into the show. We 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 talk too serious, Ed. Oh, you want something stupid? Well, I mean, I thought the whole show was stupid, you know. All right, how about Nev Campbell? <laughs> you really? You're bringing this one? Isn't this the one that you said this was a stupid article? Yes, it was. All right, all right. Hit me with the hit me with the Nev Campbell. <laughs> uh, Nev, Nev Nev Campbell potentially is talking about playing Sydney Prescott again in uh, Scream Five. Okay. Um. All right. It was. It was. It was. Uh, with, <laughs> A while ago, she had said that she didn't really was uh, fond of the character. Apparently, she was misquoted. So um, I'm trying to find who actually Entertainment Weekly actually caught up with the actress and, and uh, interviewed her, and that she said that she felt she was misquoted and she loved the character. She loved Wes Craven. She, you know, made it was his ment. She was her uh, mentor and uh, very helpful in terms of the films. You know, being a part of those films, and would love to do it again. But of course, with Wes Craven no longer with us right that she doesn't know how i feel that direction of that movie would go like with a different director she says if it was a, if it was a good enough story you know that that she could play a part of she would definitely be a part of that uh, movie uh, sure okay now i know mtv has the scream tv show mm-hmm. my sister is a huge scream fan and when she first heard about the tv show she was very anti scream tv show mm-hmm. especially because it's on mtv but my sister is probably a little bit more um, better than I am because she was at least willing to give it a shot. Right. And she watched it, and she actually fell in love with the show. She loves the show. 
So, I, I, because I think the show is kind of a faithful, not a you know, reimagining of the movie, but I don't know if, if someone walks in and goes, you know, what, you know what we need? Scream 5. You know, and not have the not have the, the smart satire aspect of it, like looking at its own culture and pulling from that. If they just try to make it a regular slasher film without the smart aspect, that I don't think it I don't I don't think it'd be a good a good fit. Okay. You know. All right, what else you got? Uh you know what? I want this movie to be made. This next movie here we're gonna talk about. I really want to see this movie. I, I you know, there's so much talk about it, and I just want it to be made. Bill and Ted 3. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this the article? I, I think I saw an article where there was the two of them in a, looks like a recording studio. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, they, they spoke to uh, uh, Winter. Uh, Alex Winter. And Alex Winter of, of the two. Maybe because Keanu's too busy doing John Wick 2. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. And they, they said that they, they've got the script. They're ready to go. Shooting should begin the beginning, either the end of this year or the beginning of 2017. That he's like all excited and he's on board and he's ready and he's like, yes, uh, Keanu Reeves is going to be a part of this film. You could not have this film without him. You know. And then we speak to the counters, Cam. Counters like who? (laughs) (laughs) They spoke to Keanu Reeves. Was I close? (laughs) 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 He's, He's. (laughs) <laughs> I'm laughing because it's not that far off. <laughs> it's the fact is, is that they're still working on the script. Is basically what he was saying the last time. Oh, uh, last period. last time I heard, everyone's just still working on the script. <laughs> Alex Winter's like, nope, nope. Come fall, winter, or spring of this next year, we're filming. And Keanu's like, huh? I heard they're still working on the script. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, is the script done? <laughs> I, I, I really, I really want to see this movie because I mean, you go Bill and Ted in nineteen eighty nine. It was a budget of ten million dollars. It grossed forty point four million. And for that time, it was a huge. Hit. I remember seeing that in the movie theater, and there was not. I, my friends and I went. I sat with complete strangers on my row because that's how packed the theater was. Yeah. It was sold out. Like I was sitting two rows behind all my friends because there was the only seat available, an immense of strangers. Yeah. Now, I won those strangers over when I was like, hey, Rob, Rob can you hand me your popcorn? Because I want some popcorn. And went, popcorn for everybody. Handed out to the row. Yeah. And when he got back, it was half empty. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Bogus Journey in 1991 made a budget of $20 million. And that grossed $38 million. Still a hit. 1991? Yes. Yeah, I, still a hit. The movie made money because back then there wasn't much in the way of mass multiplexes. Yes. So, could you imagine a Bill and Ted with a hundred million dollar or a fifty uh, million dollar movie? Because uh, the budgets just went up. Yes. So you figure throw fifty million at it. You got Keanu Reeves. You got Alex Winter. They're middle aged. They got kids, and they're going on a time traveling adventure. Awesome. I'm, you, I'm in. You could have. Uh, you could have. This is gonna be a shit movie. I'm still <laughs> in. This guy. This is gonna be the worst trailer. This could be worse than. Uh, Seeing Batman v Superman trailers and going, oh my god! And then <laughs> and watching this, I still laugh my ass off because I'd be like, ah, ha, ha, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> like, yeah, but the beauty of it is, we live in that digital age where they can time travel. They could do a Back to the Future two kind of thing. Go back to their own movies. Yes, and, and or they go so far and if you can digitalize them as older people, you could digitalize Rufus back into it. Yes, you know, like you. 
there's so much you can do it and i don't care it's bill and ted i am fucking there yes i don't i mean i it probably would never work like my girl saw dumb and dumber too she said that movie is 10 years way too late and i'm like Bill and Ted's going to be 20 years way too late, but I'm still seeing the fuck out of that movie. <laughs> just to see Keanu Reeves do that role again. Oh, oh my God. That's just so worth it. <laughs> to me, it's so worth it. I mean, I don't care how much it cost. Fucking do it. it. It would be like Sean Penn going back and playing Spicoli. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'm going to write my own movie where Bill and Ted travel back in time and grab Spicoli and they go on a time traveling adventure. Yes. You know, dude, that's my skull. <laughs> Isn't it our time? Whoa. It is our time, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 you got one more for us, Ed? I got plenty more, but I'll just give Let's you give us one more and we can call more. it a night and we'll go bonus material. All right, well, uh, this one, I don't know if, if how great is it going to be as, as the last one, but I'll give it a shot anyway. Darth Vader. There's a lot of questions. The Who's going to black his brother in the, in the, gar- <laughs> in the galaxy? Yes. yes. Apparently, they have a lot of speculation that it was going to be uh, Hayden Christensen playing the suit for uh, for the Rogue One movie. Uh, you know what? That's fine. Let him play the suit. He doesn't have to act. You got James Earl Jones for that. Yes, James Earl Jones is replying the role as the voice of Darth Vader, so no matter who they put in the All suit, right. it doesn't really matter. But they got Spencer Welding to play the part of Darth Vader. And he is? Most notably for me, anyway, I'm going to say this way. The most notably for me is he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was the, he was the guy who was putting the headphones on, listening to the music, and, and uh, Star Wars. <laughs> okay. so that's my Walkman, do, do, right, that the guy. guy. He's that guy? He's that guy. He was that guy that was in that thing where the star walked by and punched him in the face. He, he, that guy. He's played a variety of creatures in Doctor Who series, and also he has played a White Walker in Games of Thrones. Okay, all right. Well, I'm a Game of Thrones fan, so he's probably the lead White Walker guy that they always show. I'm okay with it because it's not like you're going to have him unmasked. It's going to be him full Vadered out with yeah. James Earl Jones. An much older James Earl Jones, so I'm kind of curious to see if his voice is gonna. Are they gonna have to tweak his voice to make him sound younger? Because when you think about it, in '77, you know, his voice had to be different. Yeah. You know, ours is like from when we were teenagers to when we we're adults That's to right. when we get old people. Yes. So my voice changes in in hours, like yeah. you know. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, 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 that's, that's a good question. I, I just, I get to you, James, don't, don't, water. You're listening to CNN. <laughs> <laughs> you do not know the power of CNN. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, all right, good for him. He gets to be the man behind the mask. Um, Kudos. You know all right. I want to bring one more story. I, okay. know, I know we're going to run over. That's all right. That's all right. Over, but this one I have to bring to the, to the audience. This one, I, I this was like, should have been my lead story. I, I oh, apologize okay. because this one's so fucking un- unrealistic. <laughs> it's actually fucking happening. I'm, my mind is blown. Okay. What is it, Ed? The Jump Street Black Men in Black crossover is really. Oh, I, I heard. I I've been seeing this popping up left and right, and I've not once clicked on it on it to get even remotely look at it. Well, I mean, okay, we saw we saw the second one. 
Yeah. Did they say was the joke in Twenty One Jump Street the Men in Black crossover for Twenty Three Jump Street and uh, Twenty Four Jump Street? Twenty Four. I'm sorry, Twenty Three Jump 23. Street. Twenty Three. Uh, I have to watch the. I'm, so, I'm okay. sorry. What was the question? In the end of Twenty Two Jump Street. Yeah. They had a collage of potential sequels. Yes. Was Twenty Three Jump Street the Men in Black crossover? Because remember they had Twenty One Jump Street or Twenty Seven Jump Street Vet School. So you know. Yeah. So like was like we have to have to watch that. I don't remember honestly. I don't remember the end of. The end I'm of gonna have to go home and watch, watch that it, yeah, just because there's no way they would make this joke unless because they said that they were gonna try to get all those movies made at the end of that movie. Well, like 24 Jump Street is gonna be this movie. 25. Yeah. They were just gonna try to get as crazier as crazier as they possibly can, you know, even to the point where they take um, Jonah Hill out of it and put in Seth Rogen. Yeah. Like you know that yes, that yes. you know. <laughs> Well, apparently, Jaden Tanning and Jonah Hill were to return as their undercover cops, <laughs> Schmidt and Janko. Uh-huh. So they will be there. But unfortunately, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith are not will not be involved in this project. You think? Josh Brolin, though, will replace. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I'm sorry. He did a great Tommy Lee Jones. In the third one. Did you see the third one? I didn't see the third one yet. I'll bring it over. Because I actually bought the, the, the trilogy pack. Because I do. Part one always, always obviously in my heart for good reasons. Yeah. Two was good. Three wasn't bad. It wasn't great. But it wasn't bad. But Josh Brolin plays a young Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And he knocks it out of the park with his with his impersonation of Tommy Lee Jones. I'm watching him going, that 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 impersonation is ticket price alone, man. Ticket price alone. So uh, we're going to have to watch Men in Black 3 just so you can go, I'm on board. Because the moment you said he's in it, I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> I am in. Because it's got to be a, some sort of wacky time travel thing. Or or that in the Men in Black timeline, Men in Black 1 and 2 are set in the distant future. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. <laughs> we'll see how, but okay. Oh, I mean, because like I said, if he's, if he's playing young Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. then... Oh, uh, <laughs> that means Men in Black is, you know, in the future. The future. The future. The future. Uh, I would think that those two numbskulls had to stumble in the time travel machine of some sort and fall back into the 1960s yeah. and, and have to deal with that. Which, again, still funny. Like, I'm chuckling just thinking about those two idiots in the past. <laughs> so MIB, MIB 23, is it's called. Has not yet has a release. So that's yet. what its official name is. Yes. MIB twenty three. MIB twenty three. Okay, I, I don't care. I'm in. I loved the first one. I loved the second one. I liked the Men in Black. Sure, why not? Why not? If we live in a world where Scarlett Johansson can play an Asian woman in Ghost in the Shell, why not have these two idiots go back in time to, for for a Men in Black twenty one Jump Street crossover? <laughs> why not? Why not? You know, if we can have a guy play Darth Vader, sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm in, but I think this is the best. If we can get Keanu Reeves to back into Bill and Ted, we can get 22 jump, 21 Jump Street and Men in Black crossover. Why not? I still think this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And that is why we're... Going to see it. That's right. Because <laughs> yes. we're dedicated to stupid shit. That's right. <laughs> Just so we can report it here on this show. That's right. We, Ed and Sean, you're two idiots in the front line. That's right. Why are we seeing this crappy movie? For the show. <laughs> exactly.
so you don't have to. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll be there to save you the time. <laughs> save you your 12 bucks. 12 bucks? Don't see this movie. <laughs> All right, so on that note, we'll call it a night. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio's apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And, as always, if you want to catch a replay of this show in small, bite-sized chunks with, like I said earlier, for those people who paid attention, bonus material, you can download the free podcast version of the show that you can find either on the About page on our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, or our webpage, wordswithgeeks.com, or iTunes. Or if you're a Google user, you can download any podcast app, search for Geeksters, and our shows will be there for you. And keep in mind, if you ever want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to send dick pics to <laughs> Sean like I did, I sent him dick charges, you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. I'm more of a Dick York guy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. Uh, all right, folks. See you next week. Bye. And we're back. Apparently, I can't count back from four. That's what I'm laughing at. He kind of. My finger got stuck. His finger got stuck. He had this shock look on his face like, oh, my God. If I don't lower his finger, Sean is not going to be able to know when to start. <laughs> like, um, on my head, I can just go whenever you start the four. I can just. Go right into it. <laughs> Do you somehow need four seconds of dead air? <laughs> it's the lead in. Sure, sure. <laughs> I getting technical. <laughs> you technical titty. <laughs> you technical twat. <laughs> oh, anyway. So as promised, there is a news article that Ed brought to the table. Yes. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I look over your shoulder. Is, is, is this how is this how three PO lost his arm? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I brought that just in case. Apparently, it was supposed to be really traumatic. Did you read it? No. Oh, I was going to say, was it traumatic? <laughs> well, basically, this article explains the fact that there there's going to be a one off comic book of C three PO on how he lost his arm, and the story basically says that. Uh, there's it basically is caught on a planet him and a bunch of droids and uh-huh. it's kind of like they all get destroyed except for him and a droid from the empire and the the two of them basically come to terms on how to survive and how to get escape so the the uh, empire droid has a homing signal so he goes out and it's acid rain and basically walks out and he the the paint that's on him gets washed away and he's red underneath 3PO? No, not 3PO. The Empire droid. Oh, okay. And it's, so he's red underneath. So C-3PO needs an arm, so he takes it and has. that's why he has a red arm. Oh. Okay. So explains why he has that red arm from Episode 7. Oh. Uh, okay. Because it says, yeah, here, remaining what... Uh, the rest of the droids are slowly clawed through the sludgy oil spiders and flying creatures. Only 3PO and the enemy droids who visited Neelacist remain... Wondering what the point of droid existence is, questioning the inhumane human treats their droids, throwing particular attention to their horrifying practicing of wiping droids' clean memories, exactly having the 3PO at the end of the prequels. You know. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, anyway, the enemy droid ends up giving 3PO the crucial information he carries. 
The whereabouts of Amr Akbar is held in captivity and steps out into the acid rain uh, to deploy a beacon signal, waving, saving 3PO and dying in the process. The acid rain burns away his shiny exterior, revealing the original red coat below. 3PO, already mentally savage, can't escape physically unharmed either. He loses an arm in a brutal set of panels, then takes the dead droid's arm to remember his sacrifice and maybe just because he needs an alarm. 3PO is haunted by the ghost of dead droids, have to work out his issues on his own. 3PO briefly joins Luke and Anakin Skywalker, who also lost their who also lost their arms in gruesome ways, and carrying out an onward symbol of past traumatic events <laughs> at interface. By the end of the Force Awakens, ever 3PO is back in the world, at least on the outside. <laughs> okay, uh, now I know. No one has had the battle, but that was not the article you were bringing. The no, bonus material. No, it was not. What What is the article that you're bringing in this week? The internet. It was two big stories. It was this three week. big stories, actually. I mean, the way you think, technically it's two, but three. Oh uh, yeah. AMC has an, had announced earlier this week that they wanted to embrace, twi- uh, basically, smartphone users. People who are at the theater using their phones because they can't get away from messaging. They can't stop finger-fucking their phones for two fucking hours. Exactly. (laughs) You finger-fucking fools! So the CEO of AMC decides that they're going to embrace this crowd because they think... Because we're money whores. Right. And they they, they can't stop the fact that they're going to do this. So they, they at first they didn't know how they were going to do it. Right. Then the second article was, here is the solution of what we're going to do. Oh. We're going to basically section off an area of the theater <laughs> for those finger-fucking smartphone users right. to finger-fuck oh, their the phones. it's the modern version of, what do you call it? Blacks use this water fountain. <laughs> okay, you... you I, I'm I'm thinking more of along the lines of like I think 80s until like uh, the, the 2000s where it was a smoking section and a non-smoking section in a restaurant right. or it's an internment camp for those people for World War II. Yes, <laughs> like okay, all you people that can't seem to have any self-control, you're all in that booth right there. <laughs> where I mean, the only way for that to actually work because you and I've been in theaters where someone's opened up their phone. And that bright light, that light is a lot brighter than people give it uh, credit for. Yeah. Especially in a, in a pitch black room that can light up a room. Because that happened to me today at the movies. There was this family who came in like 20 minutes before the movie's over. They decide to wander in. And the guy's checking ticket stubs or something like that. And so he's got his, the, we call it the, the app on his phone for the light. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You're just walking in. Now it's 20 minutes left of the movie. Yeah. Just, and I kept turning around looking, and, and I think he, the guy looked like he was trying to argue with a handicap, like an actual handicapped person who's in a wheelchair about seats. And I'm like, I really felt like just going over and just find out what the problem was so I could kick someone's ass. Yeah. I mean, not the handicapped person, but right. definitely the person who's got his, flash, his, his flashlight app on his phone on. But go ahead. So I, I would think that you would have to have like a petition. There's, 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 when you're telling that story, there seems there should be more to this story well, than what you just left off at. Like, well, I mean, the, I didn't do anything. I, I just I, I just watched the end of the movie. I, left. Do it. I watched the end of the movie, and like they did kind of settle down. So it was, and it was 20 minutes left in the movie, and I was like, at that point, I, it didn't pull me out of the movie because all the wrestling was going on behind me. Yeah. But then the two little kids started talking, and I knew. Been, the movie's like two hours long. Mm. It's been quiet the entire time, and in the last twenty minutes, 
there's two kids talking. Yeah. So I knew that that, that were part of the, the group of people that just came in, either just to kill time before their movie started or came an hour and a half late to a movie that they already had tickets for. Right. Because when I got when we got up to leave, the mom was sitting in a chair and she had her two daughters in her lap, symbolizing the fact that these seats weren't yours because you're supposed to buy a seat per person. Yeah. And if there were, I think, unless the guy was trying to go like, well, these seats are all ours because there's me, there's my wife, and my two kids, you shouldn't be sitting here and trying to have that kind of an argument. Right. But the movie's got 20 minutes left. You've already missed the entire movie. We're going to see. You're not going to know who, what the hell's going on. Like, right. Like, I, that's, see, to me, at that point, you're like, you, I mean, like, if I was there, I might have actually gone out and go, look, people just came in. There's 20 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. Why are they here? Like, the movie people should have stopped them and going, you know, the movie's almost over. Like, well, we can't let you in. That's why I think that they, like, that's the problem with multiplexes is that once you get past the box office, you have free range to go wherever you want to go. Right. There's not like back in the old days when you and I used to go to movies where we went to Orleans where it was four movie theaters mm-hmm. before it became eight to four. There was a ticket taker at that doorway to get your ticket to go. It, whatever color it was, they knew you were in theater one. Right. You know, it was, you know, so it was. That those days are all gone. It's like here you're in particular, and you can just wander. I, I could, Dad and I could have snuck in for ten minutes in each movie if you wanted to, because there's no one going tickets, please. Right, and then I know the old days. Actually, you know, and I'm not that really that old. Like they used to have like the big films. They would have somebody standing there to check your tickets yeah. to make sure that this, you were going to see this movie and like you weren't going to sneak in because you couldn't get in because it was sold out right. and like you know they, they you bought a ticket and you were right. going to stand in the back to just watch the movie yeah yes yeah. But anyway so so they were I mean I would think that if they were going to today how okay how are they going to allow this to happen well, like I said, they were going to segregate it. They didn't get into too many details at the time of how they were going to section off that area. Because like, I was talking about this with with our friend of the show, Dave Sipon. On Thursday, we were talking about this. And I said, the only way I could see it properly being done is putting them in the back of the theater. Because if they're in the front of the theater, everybody's going to see, see them it. with their phones light lit up. Yeah, but the thing is, that's the problem. Though. I mean, I, I, I would agree they're going to have to section them off. Mm-hmm. But there were, I would put them on the side of the theater and then have like a partition going down the side because even in the back, when they turn, as soon as they turn their phone on, you can see the light in the room. Yeah. So you would actually have to have like the room not necessarily cut down the center, but definitely in thirds where you go, okay, this is the cell phone section where, and then you walk into like your own little doorway and then there's just a big black wall, mm-hmm. you know, and then you can see the screen for those people but I'm like there's that that's the only way I can think of it working but that's not going to stop phones from ringing from video phones you know what if I, someone comes inside to videotape a movie that's like, it, that was my argument I was like I was like saying I was like God I, I, I'm sorry I keep saying like too many times <laughs> that was my argument I was thinking about this and the idea of having somebody with their phone on just offer it just opens up the fact that they can just put it up like and view I, i'm sorry i, I say like i, I guess can't help myself <laughs> verbal tick There's, we're gonna have you start doing that we call it how many times is ed say like in an episode you know and let's have someone doing ticks tick 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 just listen for the likes and then whoever gets an over under number yes. wins a no prize <laughs> 
just gets a shout on the show. This week, Bob from Denver said, Ed said like 72 times in a three-hour period. You are correct. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Going back to this. I, 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 it just opens up more problems. Yeah, it's a big can of worms. Right, and and how do you do it? How do you deal with it? I mean, you you you're going to now have more piracy going on because people are allowed to have their phones. I can take a picture. Look, here's that scene where Han kills. You know where Han gets killed. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know. major major aspects of movies happen, and that gets yeah. taken. And ten Spo- second videos could be spoilers. Right. Everything. And it, it just it's just a bad idea. So now Friday they just announced that that is that idea has been squashed. AMC was like, my bad, because yes. <laughs> apparently the backlash was so violent and so like the 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 people who use their phone versus people who don't use their phone get pissed when people do use it are is such a big huge gap that if AMC was going to allow them to do that. They would have killed their whole industry. Yes, it would have, because I think I wouldn't have gone. I, I think I would have stopped going too. And because I I thought about it, and I, and it was like if you <laughs> I thought about it, and if you go and there's those lights going on, what what like you're not going to enjoy the film? And I'm like I'm spending fifteen dollars mm-hmm. most of the time now to see a film, if not more, plus food, drink. Right, exactly. And you're going to go, dude. You want to turn off your phone? Fuck you! I'm allowed to now. Right. Yeah. You know? And and with your idea of the wall, what theater is going to spend extra money to build that wall? Yeah, that's right. ridiculous in a way. You would actually have to double the size. You would have to have literally it, it be like okay for those people who want to use their cell phones. You're in theater five. People who don't want to use their cell phones like to have quiet, you're in theater six. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to either double the size of all of your major multiplexes or cut down on the number of movies that you play at that multiplex. And exactly. And the smaller theaters are going to lose so much more money. Right. Because they can only play four films, yeah. three films, that they have to segregate those films. Because if there are six theaters and they have three running and one is cell phone enabled and one's not. Yeah. It just boggles my mind that they've actually thought this that was a good idea. Someone actually thought this was a good idea. idea. This was definitely somebody who got promoted in their company and were trying to make a big stink, like going, you know what we should do, fellas? We know that people, you know, cell phone users is high, so we should allow people to text. How great it would be, be, hey, I'm at an AMC theater to be able to check in at an AMC theater and go, I'm watching blah, blah, blah at, you know, AMC New Orleans. You do that before you walk in. Right. <laughs> like, you know, oh my God, this movie's great. So and so, just the look on Luke Skywalker's face is beautiful. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, Kylo Ren just killed his dad. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it, it boggles my mind. I, it, 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 I, I'm like flustered with words. You're trying, flabbergasted. That's exactly it. You flabbergasted fool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the the big question is how important are you? How big of, are you that you have to use your phone in a two hour period? You narcissistic piece of shit that you actually have Thank to you. sit there. Thank you. Because <laughs> I was going to curse myself. I was like, no, no, I better not. But um, you're right. You're taking the high road. That's <laughs> right. I was trying to take a high road. But you know what? Let's go the low road. It, I think it's better. It's that's the only way they're going to understand how how fucking imbecilic they are to sit there in a movie theater and not think that they're so fucking important that they can open up their phone at any given time and not bother anybody. Because guess what? 
our opinions don't mean that much. We do a podcast every week. We do a radio show every week. It doesn't matter. You think you on Twitter is going to say how great this movie or how much movie this sucks right during the movie and give away a spoiler is going to matter in, in life. It, it's, I am so fucking important that I need to tell people what I'm doing right now at this moment. Look at me. Popcorn butter. Hashtag movie theater. Like, or even worse, they're not even talking about the movie. Yeah, they're just having a typical conversation, like as if they're fucking home. Where yeah, I'm having a fight with my girlfriend. Blah 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 blah. You know, or my mom. I'm trying to find out what's going on later tonight. Like, dude, you're in. You're paying for entertainment. That should be your focus. If you're not into the film, get up and fucking leave. Yeah. Like when I go into a theater, my phone gets turned off because I have that stupid little app that, like, even if it's on vibrate, if I certain words. We'll start the Google thing. They go, bling. Yeah. There's been a time when I first did it, you know, when I first had it on, and it's in my back pocket. I hear it go off. I'm going, it's on vibrate. Fuck. Something must have triggered that. Yeah. That phrasing must have triggered my phone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I just opt to turn it off. I just turn I do exactly what the Eminem guys tell me to do. Yeah. Turn off your phone. You know? One last thing, right there on EMC says, one last thing, it's disruptive. Please turn off your phone or silence your phone. But people are like, well, it's silent. I'm just looking at my screen. No, fuck you. You don't realize that white screen. Like, I almost feel like turning on my phone and just going right into people's faces. How's that sound? How's that look? Huh? Are you distracted by that? Are you bothered by that? Like, right. You narcissistic fools. Like, you're not that important in life. Your life is fucking meaningless. <laughs> you know? I wouldn't go that far. No, I am. I'm saying the moment you're in that theater, your life is not that important. I mean, if it's a family emergency is one thing. Yeah. But it's a family emergency. You get up and leave. Your ass is already on your, going to your car to go to your family. You're not just going, oh, grandpa's in the hospital. How bad is it? You know, like. Your grandpa's in the hospital. Oh, that sucks. I guess I'll see. Where are you guys at? I'll be there in, you know, two hours. I just started sitting down. No, if it's a family emergency, get your fucking ass out of the theater and go be with your family because that's where you should be. You should not be on your phone with your friend going, dude, where are we going after this? What, what? Yeah. You know? Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy into his house. Like, you know? And I know, like, kids, like, younger kids, they'll text next to each other. Like, yeah, they'll have a and conversation. I, and that's with each what I'm always afraid of. Like, there's two idiots in the theater texting each other. Like, they're that aren't sitting next to each other? Yeah. Yeah. Or they are sitting next to each other texting each other. I swear, it's so fucking annoying. And and the fact that AMC was even thinking about entertaining this idea just shows how out of touch these fools really are because it was like, we're going to allow it. And then filmmakers, theater owners, theater goers were like, fuck you. And they're like, oh, okay, well, I guess we won't then. Like, <laughs> like it's just the fact that you even thought that that was appropriate after bang how, how about remember this one ed Shh, silence is golden yes remember that as yes. a kid yes we used to sit there it was a gold film reel that used to spin That's around right. and it would it would unfold and the film would spell out silence is golden to remind you shut the fuck up you're about to watch a movie <laughs> I, I saw the meme on facebook that that actually paints the picture better silence is golden Duct tape is silver. The choice is yours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
It's so important the fact that they actually. I, mean, I remember when silent cell phones first started, they didn't have it was always silence is golden. Remember, you know, don't disrupt and to a point where they actually do commercials with, hey, fucker, turn off your movie, turn off your phone. They actually had. Remember when they used to do movie trailers yeah. for fake movies, and then at some point someone stopped because someone's phone was going off. Yes, and they they everybody in the on the screen would stop and look at you going, why is your phone on, like. Those are great ads. Now they have the M&M guys that do that. This is why we don't make movies. Yeah. You know, yeah. that one. <laughs> yes. Or they'll have the, when the Muppets were coming out, the Muppets did one, the Minions did one. Like, it is such... I can't tell you how many... Like, the moment I walked in that theater and the, the trailers were just starting, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to turn my phone off. Like, like it should be just basic human politeness. Yes. Stop. Your fucking world is not that important to the guy next to you. Yes. His his world is just as important as yours. So show him or her the respect that human beings deserve of one another to shut off your fucking phone I, I, before I, you eat it. I, <laughs> this is the reason why. But the thing is, I would like to go. I would like to even go further and go in. You know what? I want to go to the, the theater people go, you know what? I want him to pay for my ticket. Yeah. If, if I got distracted for like 10 minutes or whatever, or two seconds even, just to go. You, like, give, get, you give me a voucher for a free movie and you can blame him for that. Yes. You know, and then when he, you know, he'll be like, I don't give a, he or she will be like, I don't give a fuck. Why do I care? You as a theater owner will, because that's now taking money out of your pocket because some guy or some girl has to text about their fucking nachos. <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> Hashtag jalapeno. Click. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's to me. That is, that is you know, and, and the thing is, I, I got caught doing it. No, no, not, <sighs> the, not in the theater. Not oh, in the theater. Okay. Not in the theater. I think it's the dumbest thing, other, other than being a foodie. Like, if you're if you're somebody who's, you know, job going, job around, around food, food, right? But if you're in a restaurant and you go, "Oh, my plate looks so nice. I'm gonna take a picture <laughs> of this." That's stupid. The only time I do that, and I am fully well aware that is taking pictures of your food to post as if anybody gives a shit about what's going in your stomach, knowing in two hours later you're gonna shit it out anyway. Yes. Is when I go to the Monster Mania and I do the breakfast buffet so I can show people the amount of food that's going to be put in my gullet that I'm going to be farting the rest of the day. <laughs> like, boy, you do not want to sit next to me because there's eggs, there's bacon, there's pancakes, there's syrup, and milk. Milk. <laughs> 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 and lots of cheese. So you might want to steer clear away from this ass. <laughs> and my ass. <laughs> Because I I was on a cruise ship and my wife and another couple we were with were taking they were taking pictures of food so I almost like they gave me the camera I took a picture of my food and after a while I'm like what am I doing I'm you like, felt stupid didn't you? <laughs> yeah like, like this is the dumbest thing ever I mean like who cares what my food like, looks? oh look the we call it the souffle didn't break <laughs> let me take a photo of that like yay hey. that's the world we live in because we all think we're so fucking important now. It's like, I don't get it. Like, we, back when we were kids, you didn't have that kind of luxury of being able to walk around with a phone on you yeah. to take photos of and be able to text your friends. You actually had to wait till you got home yeah. you know, <laughs> to actually call your friend yeah. or have a dime or a quarter, you know, the call from a payphone. Right. That's right. They actually existed at one time. Yes. You know? 
But just nowadays, it's like, come on, guys. You're really not that important. I hate to tell you this. You think you are. Mommy and daddy says, well, you're special. You can be anything you want. No, no you can't. The world still needs ditch takers. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll do this. You're special, but when you're in a the movie theater, you're not. No. No. If you're, if you're going to see a movie with me, odds are you're not special. Yeah. If you're if you see me in a crowd, the special the special audience is not there. That's right. <laughs> We're, I'm special in a different way. He's a short bus special. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it just annoys the shit out of me. It's like, oh, I could go on forever about this because it's. I so... mean, I literally, I sometimes times I really want to punch these people in the face. Like yeah. it's like it gets that bad. Like I just annoys me so much. The amount of money I just spent on this. To come to enjoy the two hours of being lost, and now you fucked it up because you have to fucking text or fucking tweet or fucking Facebook. Yep. And I gotta go. Okay. Oh wait, let's pause the movie while this asshole's got to do yeah. what he's got to do on his phone. Like you're not fucking at home where you can just pause because you gotta take a fucking leak. Or oh, your friend just posted that he's posting a beer. Oh, that's great. Gotta like it. No, fuck you. Just turn your phone off because sooner or later, like, I got to be honest, I can almost understand theater shootings. Yeah. I can, I, you know, <laughs> oh, I said almost <laughs> because it's like I, I want to violently hit you for having your phone on and disturbing my, I'm not bothering anybody. I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm respective to the crowd around me. Like, my phone is off. I try not to buy food that's going to be too loud or too crunchy. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? Because I, I was eating popcorn. It's like, or chips or something like that. It's like, even when I, like today I had uh, peanut M&Ms. I felt like I was eating them too loudly. And it's probably only the noise that's echoing from my own head. Yeah. And I'm just like, I shouldn't really eat that. Like, here. Or I try to open up my bags bef- while doing the trailer. Yes. Because I don't want that. Yeah. That's that, annoying. That crackle. Yeah. Of someone opening up a bag or whatever in the middle of a movie because you know what it's like uh, if I ever had to do it it I, just I annoys cringe. it just annoys me when you hear that you're sitting there and you're yeah and then you go do you want some yeah <laughs> and it's time to start talking to me it's like three people over four yeah. people over oh, yeah. and you're like now you're like your head's like the you, you're like, your head goes up like bops up like a like a you're like a lever. Like a, like, a lever. <laughs> like looking like, who the fucking asshole? You, you become a meerkat. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I was looking for, a meerkat. What? And then, and then you're like, are you sure? He said fucking no. <laughs> like, Whatever happened to the elbow, offer to them, and see the head shake. Hey, great. Whatever. Like, no, like, come on. Like, if you're at home, it's one. Yo, dude, I'm getting some popcorn. You want something? No, nah, man, I'm good. You know? Whatever. Right. But if you're in a movie theater, it's not like, yo, dude, you want some my M&M's? No, man. I'm a cool man. Just fucking, uh, like, I, every time I have popcorn, I always kind of do the old, eh? Yeah, right. Uh, you, I, you, the, the hand goes the in hand front of my face. Going, I'm like, popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> like, right under your nose. Like, would you like some, some popcorn? popcorn? Like, you'd be obnoxious with it, but friendly. You don't be like, Ed, you want some popcorn? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Because I've I've had friends. I'm not going to say who. I've I've had friends. Damn it. 
I don't care what that actually says. talked to me during the movie. I hate that. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm, I paid this movie. The next time I get to see this movie is six months from now. Yeah, like, if, if I like this movie, to buy it on DVD and Blu-ray uh-huh. and then watch it then. Or be fortunate enough to watch it on cable. Uh-huh. Like, you know, because I remember watching Avengers for the first time and everybody laughing their ass off. I saw it twice. And when... Hulk said something. I completely missed it. Completely oh, missed it. I, I was had to... laughing with him swinging back. I didn't never knew it was puny God until I saw it on, on at home. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I had to wait six months for that line. I had to wait for it wasn't worth that six months, Joe. But all right, <laughs> I get why people laughed at the moment. Yeah, it was funny, but I can't. Or you go into a movie with somebody and they're like, "Why do you think this?" Happened? I don't know. I'm just watching it the same time as you do. This is opening night, first show, first seating available. I know just as much as you do because I've been sitting here. I don't. Ha- I didn't get a phone call from the director going, "Dude, this is what's going to happen in the movie." Yeah, shut the fuck up and enjoy the ride like me. Yes. I don't know why this woman's talking to this dude. We'll find out eventually. It's called a plot. <laughs> you twat. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. Maybe there are moments where you just kind of go, "What the fuck was that?" That's different. Yeah. You're just kind of going, "What?" You give the intro. Look like. Did I just see that? Okay. And then you wait until yeah. after you go, after the end of the movie, you go, Martha? <laughs> <laughs> and right away, you know what everyone's talking about. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> All right. say with that, we call it a night. That sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, as always, you can catch us live on Sunday nights from 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show or on the website, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. See you later. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.